episode of the Bureau 42 X-Files Retrospective Podcast. I'm your host, Blaine Dowler. This week we discuss X-Files Season 1, Episode 23, Roland. Original air date, May 6, 1994. IMDb user score, 7.3 out of 10. This is another episode in Washington, making it so far the second most visited state of the series behind Maryland. This is another one-off episode that stands out largely because of one of the guest actors. The basic concept is that there's a, not quite severely, but definitely autistic janitor at a research institution that's trying to break Mach 15 with a new engine. And in the teaser, we see him basically murder one of the scientists and take over the work and continue some of the calculations, even after we've seen him struggle just using a pin code and card to open a door by doing it in the wrong order. So there's some kind of idiot savant thing going on. Through the course of the investigation, we learn that another scientist in the collaboration had died six months previously, and it's eventually uncovered that Roland and the dead scientist were actually identical twins separated at birth. This time, instead of being a ghost story where we have a poltergeist or something else controlling the living or being empowered through the living, this is a case where the dead scientist may not necessarily be completely dead. His head has been cryogenically frozen. So the idea is that in this case, a suspended animation, he's been able to reach out and take control of Roland and have Roland continue his work. Now, the story is written by Chris Rippenthal. He's got a lot of credits as a producer series like Sledgehammer and Moonlighting before this, as well as Quantum Leap. And after his work on the X-Files, we see him working on Lois and Clark, the new version of The Outer Limits. Ultimately, he wrote a grand total of two episodes of The X-Files. This is the first. The second is coming in season two. The standout elements of the episode are in the guest stars. So the more recognizable guest star is James Sloyan, who plays Dr. Frank Nolette. Most viewers would probably know him from his work in the various Star Trek series. He played Alexander Roshenko at age 50 on Star Trek The Next Generation. He also played Dr. Mora, the scientist who found and studied Odo in Star Trek Deep Space Nine. So he's got a distinctive look, distinctive tone of voice. He played Jetrol on Star Trek Voyager. He was in Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. He's got a long list of credits in the IMDb. One of his earlier prominent works was actually as the first con victim in The Sting. But the truly standout guest star here is Zeljko Evanek, assuming I haven't butchered that name, Z-E-L-J-K-O, and he plays Roland. One of the things I love about this episode is the attention to detail in terms of the amount of research that's gone into it. My first two degrees are in physics. After that, I switched to education, and I work with a fairly well-known supplemental education company. As a result, I've got some above-average exposure to both fluid dynamics and to behaviors of autistic students and people with autism. And this episode nails both. Ivanek must have studied autism in great detail, you know, maybe because he there's someone in his life who's autistic, or maybe he did it just for this part. But he nailed the mannerisms, the body language, the look, the speech patterns, the tone of voice. He just sells it from start to finish to the point where, when I first saw this episode in the 90s, and the IMDb was already running, I was on there trying to find out if he maybe was an autistic actor in real life, having not recognized him, until I looked him up and realized I had seen him in several roles in several other projects. This is one where he just went in there, took control, and just knocked it out of the park. It was extremely well done. Some of this is helped by David Nutter's direction. David Nutter is always a strong director, and he's got a very distinctive feel 
the flashback episodes and dream sequences, he's able to use color saturations and color filtering and even isolated areas of color in the rest in black and white to set up for the audience visual cues so you know which is a memory, which is a fantasy, which is an instruction that Roland is receiving. It's all done very effectively, purely with the color palette. So no problems following along that way. As far as the episode goes with the principals, Mulder and Scully, Duchovny and Anderson are doing their jobs well. They are quite comfortable in the roles at this point. And we see the way they work, and we again get that dynamic as Mulder is noticing numbers that Roland has written repeatedly and tries them as a password for the first scientist that passed away, which is how they start working along those lines. In this case, it takes a while for them to put it together. Even Mulder's original thought is not necessarily paranormal. He starts thinking, well, maybe the original scientist faked his own death, and he did that because he was planning to kill his colleagues, and that was just one way to take himself off the suspect list. That's not the way it plays out, but it's nice to see that the intuitive leaps that Mulder has in other episodes aren't completely mimicked here. So he's got some of them, he does eventually make the connections, but he does go for the more reasonable explanations first. All in all, this is its a decent episode, primarily notable for those guest stars and the way they're played, more so than anything else. So it's well worth looking into, quite enjoyable. Had they had other people cast in these roles, I don't know that it would have stood out in any way, shape, or form. So we've had a few poltergeist or protective spirits already, even as recently as the previous episode. So I think that the audience may have been a little tired of it the first time. That could be why the IMDb score is a little bit lower than it could have been. But again, those guest stars just really stand out and make the episode go. Two weeks from now, we're going to see one of the strongest episodes of the season, if not the strongest. A lot of fans debate whether the strongest is the Erlenmeyer Flask, which is the season finale we'll be discussing next time, or whether it was Beyond the Sea, which we've already seen. Either way, both are very strong episodes. IMDV voters seem to have made their choice as the Erlenmeyer Flask. So join us in two weeks for that one, and then again in three weeks for a general wrap-up of the entire first season. Intro and outro music is by Lastwell, created under the Creative Commons license. All other content, copyright 2014, Bureau 42. Please feel free to send any comments and feedback to bureau42podcasts at gmail.com or leave us a review on iTunes.